What is up, Ridge Runner Nation? Uh, it's Cam here to intro um, the podcast version of Ridge Runners Live, episode eighty. We had this one with uh, Carmel Orogi and Lee Connor, uh, who are just electric and exciting guests, as always, to discuss their women's hundred miler project and everything that goes into it. This is an episode you are just sure to not want to miss um, because, you know, as I think we can all agree, we want to see more more women running hundred milers and folks with the experience that Carmel and Lee have are just excellent folks to uh, to mentor them and hearing about their group and this project is, you know, really incredible. And if you uh, if you don't want more women to run hundred milers, then um, you should find a new podcast to listen to. Uh, and with that, you know, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Love you. Bye. What is up, Ridge Runner Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Ridge Runners Live, my my first Ridge Runners Live of 2022, and I am so stoked that this one is going to be uh, with Lee Connor and Carmel Orogi. Um, they're going to be on tonight, joining us to talk about their women's 100 miler project. Um, and their their little blurb that I pulled from uh, their YouTube channel, which you should definitely check out as soon as this live show is over, is uh, the women's 100 miler project started as a low budget grassroots video project where we follow five women on their journey to run their first hundred miler over the course of the year under the training and guidance of established ultra runner lee connor and an interest to get more women interested in running in hundred milers um, in launching this project it became abundantly clear however that there's no shortage of women wanting to run 100s there is a shortage of women with the confidence to commit or to begin training um, and so i think that's a little good intro for what this has become. And of course, I'm going to let Lee and Carmel talk a lot more about it and um, how it's changed a little bit. But, you know, all that said, how are y'all doing tonight? We're doing well. Good. At least I'm doing well. I sh should speak for myself. <laughs> no, we're, we're doing great. Just took my mom out for birthday dinner and got back and get to chat with you guys again. I think it's been just over a year since we, uh, since we last talked with you guys. So. Yeah, after like Blood Rock. Our, yeah, after Blood Rock. <laughs> that came mm -hmm. up in my memories recently. Excellent. Yeah, well, we're super stoked to have you all back on because we're just, we're super interested in this project and really, really love the idea of uh, what it is. Um, of course, if you don't know, my name's Cam Wrench. I'm going to be joined tonight by Wesley Harton. Wesley, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Super excited to jump on tonight's episode with these two and to kind of hear all about this project. But before we dive too deep into that, let's just start off with normally with how we normally start things. And that's with what is everyone drinking tonight? Starting with Lee and Carmel. Oh, oh. <laughs> we are we are dry January this year. Januarying. That's a really hard word to say. But uh, yeah, actually this year. So I've got the uh, the pear hibiscus sparkling water and uh, <laughs> Yeah, we jumped on that bandwagon this time, which we usually don't, but it's been interesting. So, yeah. What about you guys? What are you drinking? Don't worry, yep. I won't be jealous. I've, I've got the uh, Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Co. Citrus IPA. Nice. And, you know, tonight, just to kind of relate to the viewers a little bit more, I did actually make myself some popcorn for the show. So <laughs> I'm actually going to be uh, munching on this as well. I, I said I wasn't going to be jealous. And then he pulls out a Citrus IPA, which mm -hmm. is like my favorite. my favorite. But it's all right. Standard strong. Look, we have a race the twelfth. As soon as that's over, we're having a beer. That's right. No beer until our next race in February. Awesome, Cam. Um, what about you? Yeah, um, I am drinking a um, Big Sky Brewing Powderhound Winter Ale. 
over here. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know where the dry January is taken off, but it definitely has not, uh, at least in Missoula, from what I've seen. Um, no, good, I like good, the camp. Good on y'all for joining it. It was a very not dry December. Yes, it was. A, it was a very not dry 2021, honestly. So it was time for a we reset. Got, we, got, we got drunk at Thanksgiving and then we recovered on January 2nd. So. Yeah. So so a little break, a little a little detox is is good this this year. To yeah. Kick it off. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, why don't we just go ahead and kick it off? I know I already um, introed the project a little bit, but Lee and Carmel, do you want to you know tell us a little bit about the Women's Hundred Miler Project and how it got started and what it's kind of become now as it's changed? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's kind of funny because the project has taken off a complete life of its own. Um, this started as basically just a kind of idea in my head to have a little bit of fun with, but also to inspire women to want to run 100 milers. And what I had planned to do, I was just getting back into messing around with, um, some video projects, which is the thing I used to do when I was like a teenager, like back when you'd hook up the cassette player to the VCR to like dub in, you know, the sound. And I gotten away from it for like all all my adult life. And I'm just trying to dabble in it again and learn because I'm so out of touch with technology. And one of the ideas I had was to basically take one of our friends and put her through training similar to the training I went through. Like I went through uh, I went from basically three miles to my first hundred miler finish in about 13 months. And so I thought if we could put her through that same kind of training, follow her along and kind of do a video mashup of it, that maybe we could inspire some women into realizing that this is an attainable goal for them. Uh, but then I think we kind of said we should have more than one woman because what if you know life happens what if she decides not to do it so then we were like okay let's try to find three women for the project and so i put out a thing on facebook just trying to find three women to do this and that we could follow over the course of the year doing this video project and the response was pretty overwhelming we got we thought we were gonna have trouble finding three women to do this honestly in like our local circles no, like she's like yeah she's like you're not gonna find three women like that's gonna be hard and i'm like you wanted to be yeah, local. i was like i was like yeah i know but then instead we got this overwhelming response from um local women actually who wanted oh. to do it and when we were asking them why because a lot of them actually weren't that interested in the video part of the project. And one of the things that we were asking for in exchange for Lee's coaching was that they submit a weekly video vlog, you know, like a vlog to me um, about their experience. And some of the women were concerned that they couldn't keep up with the vlogs and that type of thing. So I'd ask them, if you're not interested in the video part of this project and you're only interested in the training and doing the hundred miler, why aren't you already doing it? Like, what is it about this that's drawing you to this opportunity if you're not interested in the video portion, because the other part, it seems like you could do on your own. And uh, their answer was basically, it was, it was having that coaching and that set out training plan, that guidance and the support that we were going to be offering along the way is the part that, that interested them. So that kind of got the wheels turning because it seemed like there were so many more women who would do it just if they had that path kind of carved out for them. And uh, after we got our five women, we capped out the video project at five women. I just couldn't take on more than that as far as what I can do with the editing and, you know, uh, processing the videos and such. But 
we hated to leave anybody behind. So that kind of sparked off the idea of why not just open up like a whole group? Like we could go ahead and kind of drop an intro to this and uh, open up a whole group and open up the opportunity for everybody. Like Got we a training can, plan for five yeah. people can training plan, just let everyone else follow it. And Lee's done a fantastic job in designing this training plan in a way that anybody could jump in at any point. And it's, um, it's more of a time-based plan so they could step in from wherever they're at hop on and it, it's very uh flexible so we did that and the response was just again overwhelming when we opened up that facebook group overnight we had over 100 requests to join the group uh within the week 200 we're now at over 700 members and at this point we're um not taking everybody, we're kind of slowing down who we're accepting into the group because um, we want to keep it personal. Like basically at the point we're at right now, we're able to respond to individual posts and we want to keep it manageable to a point that we can do that. And we also want to keep it to the point where it's actually women uh, following our training plan and uh, supporting each other from within. Like we're not looking for outside support. We're not looking for established hundred miler runners to come in and support the women. There are other groups on Facebook for that already. Um, so we've slowed down who we're letting in, but right now we're standing at over 600 members basically. So that's kind of how it all kicked off. It just turned into this explosion. And, and now it's this just really amazing thing with changing a lot of people's lives. We're getting a lot of really great feedback from it. A couple of them are even making the guys in their lives do their exercises with them. Some of whom yes. are actually benefiting too. This is true. But that's why the YouTube <laughs> oh, also, man. not only is yeah. it easy to have the link, but with that YouTube mm -hmm. channel, anyone can decide they want to. And there's some of the video content is, you know, how to plan your long run, how to structure. So a lot of it, you really could train yourself from the YouTube channel. It's not quite as direct a support as being in the group, but you, you could follow that and get some pretty solid training done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't agree more. I spent, you know, a night doing the, the deep dive on your YouTube channel. Um, and well, I do want to talk about that too, but let's, let's dig in a little bit more to this response. You know, how did it feel to go from, oh, I don't think we'll get five people who want to do this to, you know, you've got this Facebook group with over 600 people. I mean, my, I spent a lot of time as a kid with my grandparents in Dundee, Ohio. That's a town of like 200. You, you mean to tell me there's four Dundee, Ohio's that are women who are going to attempt a first hundred miler this year under your, um, under y'all's mentorship. Like what is that? Some of them are waiting till next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've let in some folks that were like, ah, I got a 50 mile on my schedule and I'm scared of mm -hmm. that. So I just can't commit. And I'm looking at going, Oh, they, they, they want to run a hundred and they're scared out of their mind. And they got, mm -hmm. they've gotten injured trying to ramp up their training because they had no strength training at all are trying to do things like wait till five hours in to put any calories in are trying to finish 50 Ks on hundred calories an hour as beginners. And, and like when someone goes, Oh, no, you need 250 to 300 calories an hour ongoing the whole time. They're like, wait, what? Yes. That's why you're miserable. Your, your crash is happening exactly the time it takes to burn out all of your storable glycogen or usable burnable glycogen. So now your blood sugar's just tanked. You, of course you feel miserable and horrible. I would too, if I did that, don't do that or they've done zero, zero strength because they don't have a gym membership and think that if you don't have machines at the gym or no one's taught you how to use a big, big, you know, bar that you can't strength train. No one's really shown them like ways to do a simple at home thing where you could take, you know, 10 minutes a day, which is what we've given them 
and just do that and actually make a huge difference to how your knees feel. So to, I mean, to answer your question, as far as, yes, we have over 600 members. I don't think all of them are completely active members and we weren't, com we weren't vetting the profiles as carefully in the beginning. Now we're, we're carefully uh, vetting them and we have, um, we have stricter uh, questions now where now you have to do a typed response and refer to our group rules in order to get in the group. And it's funny, like one of the questions I literally said, I started the question with refer to the group rules and then ask the question and the person put, I don't know. And it's like, it's, it's the answers in the group rules. <laughs> like if you don't care it's like, So yeah, it's like, if you don't care enough to actually go read the group rules that, uh, yeah. So now we've gotten a little stricter, but at first we were letting a lot of people in. So to answer your question, um, it, we probably don't have exactly 600 people actively participating in the plan. Um, so it's, it is less than that, but it's still a lot of women. And I, I mean, it's felt great, but it's also highlighted the need. Um, and that's been, it's been surprising and it's a little bit, I don't know exactly the, the word that I'm looking for. I don't want to say discouraging because it's not discouraging, but the fact that, you know, where we are as far as gender equality goes in 2021, I think we're a little bit delusional 22. about it. Oh, 2022, 2022. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're a little it's, bit delusional about January. that sometimes. You're good on yeah, that. Yeah, right. Look, <laughs> the, new race the new race schedule um, is up. But like, I, I guess the fact that the fact that um, so many women are afraid to take this step and we see such a difference in how women approach this versus how how men approach this. And not all, we, not, not all. And we're making a huge generalization, but just, um, you know, it, it, more often you see men. OK, they run their 150K, they run their 50 miler. Oh, I'm going to go run 100 and it's fine, you know, but women will they'll do several 50 milers. They'll be trained up to a hundred and they're just afraid to take that step. Um, so seeing that in some aspects has been a little bit disappointing, but then the fact that we're able to get in there and do something about it and make a difference has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, like I said, the feedback we've got has been phenomenal. We've had people message us and say like, you know, you gave me back my life. Like that is just like a really awesome thing to hear when somebody uh, it, when somebody has that guidance and support that a lot of that was just, getting just them to do the turns right things training. around and gets them motivated. I, and yeah, I mean, I think more it's within them. It was within, within them all along to be able to do that. But then having that group is just giving them that extra boost to, to kind of go for it and to, to have all the other women, um, right there with them, which is why it's important for us to, to keep our group, our Facebook group, um, you know, specifically women who are at that same point where they're just trying to accomplish this goal. We don't we don't want the the seasoned runners there giving them the encouragement. We want it to come within. And, and that's working really well for people, I think. Well, first off, we really appreciate that answer and kind of that deep dive in, in all of that. You know, I think impact is kind of uh, measured in different ways. And even though you guys said like, oh, you know, 600 uh, members, you know, they might all be active. I think everyone in that group feels the impact that you guys have, uh, you know, kind of instilled in that group and, you know, really appreciative of that. Uh, Lee kind of brought up an interesting point in the middle of that. Um, and they talked about like the strength training and the training that they're doing uh, in this program. Talk a little bit about what makes this program different and what people could expect maybe jumping into it at this stage? I'll let you take You that. mean the strength Wait, stuff? Yeah, this, this, just, 
the strength training as well as just the approach to the, the training in general for this hundred mile? The, the, the training to me, I think the most neglected thing that a lot of people do is to have some kind of hip strength and single leg stability. A lot of people are doing, you can deadlift hundred pounds, but you can't do a single leg deadlift with no weight because you don't have the balance. But when are you standing on both feet at the same time when you're running? Not ever. It's the definition of running. And so when you're running and there's mud and there's rocks, you're on a trail. And not only that, it gets dark and you're tired and you don't even have the balance to stand on one foot and be stable in your living room. When you're rested, you you're, you're going to get injured. Like it's just, it's not if, and so I think, um, to me, there's, there's no way that I would ever consider coaching someone if they refuse to do this very basic strength stuff. And it, it literally is 10 minutes every weekday. We've but, told them if you don't do the strength training and you get injured, we don't know you. Yep. You didn't I, train I told with them, us. Oh, one day I was like, I was like, do not, you people better not embarrass me. Do your strength training. Yeah. Oh yes. Not that I actually feel that way, but just, no, oh, you're going to get injured. It's going to make me look bad. But it, it is astounding. The number of people who have various knee itises and Achilles itises and hip itises, the just general global term I like to use for the, it, it hurts when I run a bunch who have no idea that just a little bit more posterior chain, you know, back of the leg and uh, hip strength will make that big a difference. It was also super fun to watch them jump in and go, well, that looks easy. And then the next week I get all these messages, my legs, my hamstrings are crying. This is terrible. And I was like, that's why the running volume's low. You guys are going to have a lower volume than what your other training programs are saying to have at first. We're actually going to build a base of enough strength before trying to increase volume. And so some of them were a little frustrated with that, but they've gotten over it now. <laughs> yeah. And this is so strength training uh, for ultra running, especially something that I'm personally super fascinated by. And I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Lee, when you were like, yeah, 10 minutes a day and they see it and they're like, it looks like I can do it. But a lot of people underestimate what 10 minutes a day in your living room can get you in terms of, did you, you know, try the heel slides? Because they're horrible. I have, I have not done the heel slides since the last time I saw a physical therapist. Um, and I, I think I'm going to continue to, to not, um, but we'll see, um, you know, cause I can, are you going to go trail running? You're going to hurt it, yourself. I, He's just trying to see another physical therapist. He's not watching out for himself. I haven't, I haven't introduced myself to any here in Montana yet. Oh, well, that's a good way to meet people. Go, yeah, go run. Yeah, those. make some friends, physical yeah. therapist friends. I've I've met mm -hmm. several. I I, I mean I I have actually had graduate level medical biochemistry and anatomy and physiology and human cadaver lab. Mm -hmm. You get to cut apart people, so I do have enough science background to then also read research and follow exercises. But I also have personally met quite a few physical therapists because I blew out my left ACL playing rugby and roller derby, and I refused to have it surgically reconstructed. Mm -hmm. And so I can either stay very strong in the backs of my legs, or I can get a joint replacement of my left knee, or I can stop running. These are the options, and I'm going with yeah. the strength approach. I, but yeah, you can run with no ACL and do 100 milers. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. It's true. As as someone who has a, a fake ACL, and maybe it's in, it's in the right knee, so you know maybe that is the difference. Um, you know, they didn't tell me that. Um, but you know, I was also a 17 year old football player mm -hmm. when I. Uh, made that decision yeah it gives um, you artificial sense oh, of stability if yeah. you don't start doing your strength you're gonna hurt your knee yeah. but yeah. um mm -hmm. yeah I, on that um i i wasn't a distance runner previously and then um i did a half marathon i decided i was gonna do 
a marathon. This is a, a few, few years Before ago I now. Yeah, the, yeah. You, this but... was like probably like three oh, years well. ago. And I started training to do a marathon on a junk miles plan. And when I upped my distance to write about like 13 mile long run, I was sidelined with an injury for six months, um, an overuse injury that just, it was completely aggravating. I couldn't run at all. And that's when I met my share of physical therapist, um, went to three different physical therapists and started doing a lot of research. And that's when I started doing the strength training prior to that. I had not, and it's extra important for me. I have scoliosis and lower back issues. So everything gets out of whack. And this thing, this injury in my knee wasn't actually a knee injury. It was from my back and my hip and my hip being so weak. Um, it's the strength training that got me able to run again. And it was when I first was able to run a couple miles again, that I made that decision that I was going to do a hundred miler. And that's actually, I barely knew Lee, like the only knowledge I even had of hundred milers existing at all was she was like a distant acquaintance on my Facebook. And at that point when I could run like three miles again, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the strength training. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run a hundred miles. Right. So I contacted her and that's when we started hanging out. And there was actually a big overlap in the strength training that I was doing from these physical therapists and the one I found online to her strength routine. Um, and so that's pretty much what's in this plan. And I was able to do that. I was able to go from those three miles I had been reduced back down to, to a hundred miles in 13 months. It was to my, to my hundred miler finish um, with no problems versus training for a marathon on a junk miles plan with no strength training and, and being sidelined. Um, so we're like firm believers. We are all about the strength training and not junk miles. And the other thing about junk miles is like, who has the time for it? Like, I mean, these are, a lot of them are busy women, their wives, their parents, you know, mothers, they've got jobs, they've got other things going on. Um, and some of those training plans out there for hundred milers, uh, takes up a lot of time. Ours is a little bit less, less time consuming. I mean, it's still a commitment, but there's still a long run. There's still a long run, but yeah, it's, you don't need a lot of these plans are maxing out at 70 and 80 mile weeks. And although there's room to add those miles in, if someone wanted to, the flexibility plan would allow you to lengthen all of the training in certain spots. And it's input, we know where it is and is not okay to start adding distance. Like don't add it on your rest day, things like that. So, um, but so there are ways for people to stack it up and there will be a couple high volume weeks before they hit hundred miles, but not back to back to back to back every week. So every month they're going to have a much higher volume week once a month. So there is a way to build in more endurance, but not by constant, constant high miles. And still, there's a lot of, you're only running four or five days a week, usually five most of the time, but some of the folks are doing four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's actually, that was um, one thing that really interested me, you know, going through the YouTube channel and looking at the different exercises, you know, you've got, um, I think it was called like a video titled like six minute legs. Oh um, yeah. Those are good or for something. You. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> tell me a little bit about um, how you created this. And then also just a little, you talked already a little bit about it, but the volume philosophy of this plan, because you know, there's, there's like an adherence component to it. You know, it's much easier to tell somebody you do these exact things for 10 minutes, then you've got to go to a gym for an hour, you know, and do all of this stuff with barbells, yeah. as you mentioned, you know, so talk about where that, um, where that came from and then how sort of that volume fits better into, you know, making the hundred mile distance kind of accessible and like intelligible in a way for folks. Okay. So the, oh, the six minutes, 
a few, I already did some of the exercises in that, but I did them structured a little differently mm. and not identical to that. So I was reading an article in, I think, Trail Runner. And it was about a guy or maybe by him. He had torn the labrum in his hip and scheduled surgery. And he was a very, very good runner. And he had started getting as strong as possible before surgery while not running because it hurt too much to run. And he was doing this three or four minutes. It was less time. I think it might've only been three minutes of leg exercise. He was doing them in 30 second bursts instead of a full minute. He was also not as long a distance running. He wasn't training for mountain hundreds. And also if you're very fast and you're going to run most of your race and you're running an only slightly hilly 50 mile or 50 K at a fast pace, when you're road running, you don't need quite as much strength as you need to be mid pack and hike up mountains over and over again. So I thought, okay, so it needs more strength, longer minutes, because I've got five mile climbs, not, you know, the, what is it? Heartbreak Hill on the Boston Marathon. But anyway, he did all the mm -hmm. strength stuff. And then he called his doctor when his surgery was actually going to happen that week and said, Hey, I'm, can I go for a run before surgery? Like just have one last run. Cause I haven't run on it in forever. And the doctor said, yeah, it might hurt you, but won't do any actual further damage. Go for it. So he went, ran 10 miles and it didn't hurt. And he rescheduled his surgery. He delayed it and went back to running and found that as long as he kept his hips that strong, even with that torn labrum that he'd been told was surgical, he wasn't having trouble. And he said he felt his climbing, his climbing had become stronger. He was much more able to run at a better pace up hills without as much feeling like there was as much exertion happening and hip didn't hurt. And I thought, well, I know lots of runners with damage to their hips. I'm getting older. This stuff happens. I'm going to do this. And sure enough, it did make hills easier. And I also live in Ohio and like mountain races. I don't know if you know this about Ohio. It doesn't have mountains. <laughs> No, it does not. So, you know, I, you're, I, you're like, we are like, well, high lonesome. Yeah. That looks fun. But you live in Ohio. You better get your legs stronger. <laughs> that's true. And there's only so much tire towing I wanted to do. And that plus that's a whole workout commitment. So mm -hmm. I, I adopted doing that routinely. And lo and behold, it, it did help a lot. So that actually comes from reading that article. I think that's we have a love hate relationship with six minute legs in the group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good amount of time. But we have one member who made one of her uh, 20 something coworkers. She's in her mid forties. And she made a 20 something coworker do six minute legs. And he quit halfway through and sat on a chair and hung his head in shame. Actually, we had a contest and for, we got a picture of it sent to us. We have a We had a contest for a free race entry to a dinosaur Valley 100, because we'd like as many women in the group as possible to do that. We're going to go down there. Uh, we're going to go down there and support for that. And so we, uh, we did a, a giveaway, like a, an entry where to to submit yourself, you had to video yourself doing six minute legs with like a coworker or someone, somebody who was not an ultra runner. So we got some, we got some fun videos on that. Or the alternative was you had to video yourself saying uh, to somebody who was a total non-runner that you were going to run a hundred miler and get their reaction on camera. But we, we, we got, got a lot, telling we got a lot kids. of six minute leg submissions. So, so that was fun to watch people who aren't runners, you know, like grab that coworker and make them do six minute legs. So keep that in mind when you're at work, just, you could grab your neighbor, your boss, whoever do some six minute legs. We like that stuff. We encourage those videos. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and challenge a, Wesley Harton to, uh, he, uh, works for, uh, the Missoula Paddleheads for those who don't know, I hope I'm not blowing up his spot on the podcast, but they do have a mascot and it is, a uh, a lovely moose costume. Um, ah. Wesley, 
What, uh, what kind of content are we going to see? Are you uh, going to get the uh, moose to do six minute legs? That would be awesome. Uh, I'll see what I can do, a little collaboration and get the moose out there uh, hopefully soon to do some six minute legs because he really needs to work on his leg strength personally. So uh, that would he be can amazing. use it. <laughs> what is that guy's name? Yeah. Do you know which runner I'm talking about? I know it's somebody's three minute legs. The, the trail legs. runner. Yeah, that's uh, David Roach. Okay. Who wrote I knew, that article. I knew that it was somebody who was, yeah, and he's a very, very strong runner. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, th there's definitely, there's also a difference between the amount of strength you need if you're a younger, much stronger runner who's very efficient because you ran college track and ran 90 mile, mile weeks back then. And you, you've been doing this forever. We have quite a few members who picked up running in their 30s or even 40s. And when you have not been a runner during high school significantly or college or even your 20s, and you decide to just pick it up. You don't have this built up um, gait pattern, really. You know what I mean? There's no, so there are going to be some inefficiencies. And there's going to be a need for a lot more strength to avoid injury. And there's not as much muscle mass. You know, we've got women who are already starting menopause or through menopause. They don't have the amount of testosterone in their body that a 28 year old guy has. So there really is a need to make more effort to maintain muscle mass. There's a certain amount of strength you just have if you're a young man that middle-aged women are not going to have without a little more effort doesn't mean it can't be accomplished in a limited amount of time, but it is super important because you still have the body weight hitting the ground. So you're still putting the strain on the joints run down the hill. My body's going to hit the ground just as hard as a guy's that is, you know, in his twenties and weighs what I weigh, but I have to work harder to maintain the muscle mass to keep that stability. So that's, that's the other reason that some of the exercises are so important. I still think I know a lot of elite runners. I want to get into like names, people and men's elite field, but young men who are running professionally, who I've seen their Instagrams posting exercises that overlap with our program after they get injured. So it's, I would say it's probably just as important, but I don't know any proof of that. I do know for our group, it's, it has to be done. And we've had people get less injured since starting in just like two months, a couple people have been like, Hey, my, my knee hurts less. It's going away. My hip is quitting hurting. This is great. So we right. definitely know it is having an impact. Oh, mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely on just yeah. on health. So whether they get through their hundreds or not, at least they'll be healthier. Yeah. I think the cool thing about it too, is like most of this stuff you could do while the coffee's brewing. Um, and I know I, I get these blind spots for myself really? too, where I know, I know. Well, I was just saying my blind spots. I was, I was, I was confessing that it's yeah. easy to, you know, this has been a really rough year with, with work for me. And I, my training became completely derailed and it's ironic because like creating this group has gotten me back on track because looking at other people's blind spots has helped me to see my own blind spots and so when other people are like oh i don't have the time i don't have the time well you're like you could do six minute legs while the coffee's brewing like you could do it while dinner's like boiling you know where you're getting the water boiling on the on the stove um you could knock a lot of these strength exercises out pretty quickly and they're going to be making you stronger and so saying that to other people has, has gotten me a little bit, uh, a little bit better about doing these things. Cause I, I think when you feel really swamped and really busy and overwhelmed, it's easy to just kind of throw your arms up in the air and be like, I don't have, I don't have time. I don't have time to, you know, I'm too busy. This is ruining training, but, um, it's definitely helped me see those spaces in my own schedule where I could be doing something. And that's, that's one of, uh, our mottos in the group too is something is always better than nothing. So if something comes up one day where you're, you're not going to get your full training and doing any little bit of it 
getting out there and doing a couple miles, if that's all you have time for, even if it was supposed to be, you know, longer for the day, it's something and something's always going to be better than nothing. And it's the same thing with the six minute legs. If you can't get out on that run, those six minute legs are really great for, for increasing the strength. So oh, you're there's, gonna, you're there's hike half your hundred anyway. I mean, unless you pick something completely flat and you're mm-hmm. quick, you're, you're not running a hundred miles in a row. I'm not. So I'm not going to get 50 miles in a row at just steady jog. But after that, I think I start to, there's people that do it. I'm not one of them. Well, so original nation, like Cam and I, and we now make coffee a couple minutes apart and we actually both have our coffee makers next to each other. So we're going to hold each other accountable with these six minute legs. Like you were talking about, you know, and you're making coffee. I don't think there's any excuse for us, uh, kind of doing this moving forward. But, uh, one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, you both are experienced ultra runners and have done multiple and hundreds up to this point. Um, talk about like where the experience came from to create this plan. Um, you know, was it all stuff that came with, um, um, you know, your past experiences in training and in races, or is it a combination of having different um, research uh, articles and things like that, or people that you've spoken with as well? Kind of where does it all kind of come together to kind of form this plan? Well, so for me, I started training with Lee very early on in my in my 100 miler training. So I actually put my trust into her. I completely abandoned uh, kind of what I was doing. I mean, that's when we we started hanging out all the time. Oh, I guess it was yeah, at work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we started hanging out a lot because you were coming to all the, I was like, well, this come, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to run. Well, we'll come to this. I'm running here at this time. Show yeah. up. That was like my only interest at the time. I was like, I want to be, I want to be running. I, I told him I was seeing a therapist for a while. I was like, I'm hanging out with this new person, but there's, there's no attraction at all. And I'm really enjoying the running. So, but that was like, <laughs> that's how it all, it all started that way. It always starts with the running, but uh, yeah, I mean, basically we started running together, spending more time together and then completely training together. Uh, so I adopted her plan because anytime I was resistant to anything, even uh weight training separate from running like she would have a different way of doing things but hers were always so much she always put so much research into it and she's like a well of knowledge you know like super genius brain where she reads something and retains it forever like I can't do that like she can learn a language in like eight weeks you know and I'm just I don't have that kind of brain so finally I just surrendered to okay whatever she says is probably correct she could back it up with like you know when I when I first started running ultras when I when I decided no more contact sports ever because body damage and concussions, uh, I didn't know if I, I knew that I had run in ninth grade, I had run track and cross country. And I remember doing intervals or repeats or something. We all would always do dip these things. So I knew that those were a thing, but I didn't know was why I had always assumed as a kid and no one explained them to me that the entire purpose was to be faster. So I went online and I read different articles and I went on, found actual like physiology journals that had covered the topic. Actually, some a lot of the articles wound up being for triathletes and cyclists. Some of them were running. And what I discovered is that there's, I already knew what the citric acid cycle was. I knew that what mitochondria were. I knew all of that from med biochem. Super fun class. Actually, it's fascinating. But uh, so I was able to read those and understand what they were talking about when they talked about transmembrane proteins and things like that. And as I spent considerable time reading and about why the heck I would do that. And what I discovered real quickly was there was no need to go to a track, which I always hated, but I did need to get myself, my heart rate way up and myself feeling really out of breath, which they correlate with each other pretty closely for me and then get it recovered somewhat. 
and then get it way up again and then get it down again for physiologic benefits. And there's all kinds of other styles depending on there's, there's all kinds of track words about repeats versus intervals. And I do know the difference having read track books, but in our program, we are not bothering to make people memorize the specialized vocabulary of track and marathon coaching, but they do actually have some uh, parts of the program where they'll do more recovery between their fast interval and some where they will not, they'll be jogging, then running, then jogging, then running. So it'll be a variety of things. And this is all from your research on this. this. And the so basically topic. by lots and lots of reading and having done sports, the PT, and I played like rugby and roller derby, mountain bikes, snowboards, and just all kinds of stuff. So I also had boxing. So I had some, some idea that you had to do these different things. And then I read lots of other people's training plans and tried different training strategies in my first couple of years. And Figured out not only what worked for me, but I also watched the people around me and how they were training. But mostly lots of reading. Read through Trail Runner mm-hmm. lots. Read it through a couple other running things. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, like I said, I got hurt on that junk miles plan. And then once I moved to the strength training, I realized how much that was helping. So when I started training with Lee, I knew she had, ugh, I don't even know how many hundred miles, you know, too many hundred miles to, to count. <laughs> like 49? Yeah, no, no, is it 49 46 now, 40, I think. 46, okay. I think. She tried to write them all out because they're not all on ultra sign up either because she's done some of the okay. international ones. Um, but yeah, I knew I knew she was very successful at running hundreds. So I went ahead and trusted that. And that was only, um, what was it? It was uh, the end of 2019 that I started, very started training from that three miles. And then uh, it was the September of uh, 2020 that I had my, my first finish. And then I just ran, then I just ran a, a hundred, like every six to eight weeks after that. <laughs> I don't, that I, was not I have my suggestion. I have, she decided to do I that. have 700 miler finishes now. So I actually haven't been doing it for that long. Um, I have more finishes than most people would have in that time period. I just kind of got, she just I, I kind of got up. hooked on it, but did you run it, two of them in October, two weeks apart? and finish them. I did. I did. I did, I did do that. Um, but yeah, so that was all on that. And during, during that second year where I was running the hundreds really close together, I wasn't doing a whole lot of the training between, um, yeah, between like recovery and taper and such. So yeah, for me, it was just kind of putting my trust in Lee in this plan and that, and the plan that got me there and able to do that is, is very comparable to the plan that we're giving these women in the group. Um, so I pretty much swear by it because it, it really turned things around for me as far as running goes. You know, there is one thing though with, with this, and I've told a lot of people in our group, this, this plan is not something, there are some aspects of it that you will not see used by elite runners much because this is not a plan for how to get, like, if you think you can run the Western States course in 20 hours and 15 minutes, but what you really want is to run it in 19 hours and 27 minutes, because this is not your plan. You are going to need more volume. You're going to need to do more of your long runs on fresher legs. You're going to need to, this is not the plan for doing that. This is a plan for, I really want to run a hundred, but like, I really don't want to kill myself. And I don't know how I'm going to get to the end. Like you, this is, this is definitely mid pack. I'm faster than mid pack at local races typically. Um, but just and, and this is very <laughs> there's like trophies all over the house She's just so... dismisses it you got a lot <laughs> yeah, of podium right? finishes lee i mean you'd be, you'd be very humble well, i'm sometimes a little bit more than middle of the pack like 
no it's humble it's cute it's cute um but (laughs) but, i had a perfect race at western states and i did not place (laughs) i didn't get top 10 i I do think it's like i do think that is important though we do tell the group that like this isn't to get you Mm -hmm. this isn't for you to be an elite 100 miler this is to get women who never thought they could do it out there and, and at least at the start line we're hoping to the finish line, but we also make that clear too, where this isn't necessarily about the finish. Um, and I tell, I tell I people that, like, let's say, finish, yeah, right? I'd like, I'd like as much as possible to get to the finish too. But like, I also tell them, like, okay, so what happens? You DNF out there at sixty miles because so pe- so many people are afraid to do it because they're afraid they're going to DNF. And it's like, okay, you go out there, you DNF at like sixty or seventy miles. Can you imagine telling your younger self, like one day you're going to run 60 or 70 miles, but you're going to be upset because you didn't run 30 more miles? Like, no. It, and it's not an end. Mm. It's a stop along the way. Okay. So if you DNF, then you you pick up and you know more to go into DNF. the next one. Um, but there's just that overwhelming fear of, ah, oh, what if I can't do it? What if I can't do it? But yeah, that's that's what mm. we're um, we're aiming for is just to get them the confidence to go try to just go try. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a really great point that you just made there, uh, Carmel, about, you know, it it does feel very silly um, telling people, especially non-runners, you know, like, oh, like I DNF'd at mile 50 of the Rim to River 100, you know, and they're like, you ran 50 miles. Why are you like mad? You know? <laughs> um, and yeah, that's, I, I just, I think that's really great. I do um, want to follow up on something. Lee, you mentioned, you know, when you, first started running ultras, you know, you were looking at the plans of people around you and you're reading all these books and, you know, looking for these things. Do you think that having like a direct mentor or a coach at that time would have been helpful for you? Cause it seems like maybe there was a, a bit of a trial and error process there. And if so, what does it now mean to sort of be in that mentorship position and that coaching position with um, all of these other women who are potentially in that exact same spot that you were earlier? I went into it with a lot of sports background. And actually when I started trail running, I did not expect to end up at ultras because I have never run a road half. I had never run. When I signed up in the beginning of 2010, I'd gone to this, there was this women's trail running group that was local to me. I didn't want to go to it because Saturday morning was the only time I slept in. I hadn't quit roller derby yet, but I knew I was playing out what was going to be my last season of it. I was pretty sure. And, uh, so I got up anyway on a Saturday and I went to the group and, you know, I usually, cause I usually, I would jog at that point. I jogged 10 to 12 miles a week. I did while well, I had an interval day when I would do quarter mile repeats. Cause if you're playing sports with younger people, they can be quicker and stronger for a little while and then they get tired. So I'd, I had already always done those for years. I'd done those just to stay in, you know, in better shape. I knew that that's what happened. I could recover my breath faster than someone else. I could sprint get completely winded. But then when the other person was still hands on knees recovering, I was already good to go again. I knew that intervals did that. I didn't know all of the ins and outs of why that I learned from more research. So I signed up for 15 K, which do you know, that is almost 10 miles. I was like, I can, I can do it. I can do it. And I did it and I ran 10 miles in a row. So I signed up for a 25 K in my first 25 K I staggered the last three miles of salt run, a horrible trail by us. It's just somehow that trail just drags. You're like, help. This is not three miles. I walked half, like half of the finish of it. I was in pain. I could, oh, it was horrible. I remember trying to stagger up the last hill and just my legs hurt, leaning, hunching over and resting halfway up this hill, which is like, I don't know. The hill isn't even a full quarter of a mile long. 
end of the world. My second 25K went better because I actually had trained myself up to that. My first one, I'd done one 12 mile long run and I had just barely gotten through. And I also didn't know that calories could go in during a 25K. I was barely able to sip water while running when I started. So I didn't know how I would ever be able to run far because I could sip like a little sip. If I had like a few swallows, I'd cramp up. It was horrible. I have since solved this problem and can now eat and drink and run or I would be. So, uh, I didn't expect, I wasn't looking for someone to mentor me to do something. I was kind of egged into signing up for 150 K and I thought, well, I'm going to do it the one time. If it doesn't kill me, I'll have accomplished a really long race and I don't have to discuss marathons. And that's that. And then I'll just go back to running these short trail races. They're real fast. And then I couldn't walk right for most of a week after my first 50 K and my feet hurt. And then the day that I could jog at all, normally I signed up for two more 50 Ks and, um, hurt myself in the, my third 50 K I could, I couldn't even, I had to use the handicap toilet and I almost fell trying to get off of it after that race. Cause I didn't know to do downhill repeats. I didn't practice downhill running, but I was fast at it, but I blew my quads out so badly due to poor form and overdoing them. Um, that was, so it was, it was like a lot of trial and error for you yeah. basically. But, so, but the people but, around me, but all, all trainers around me were not helpful. They either were people who were into the 24 hour races more, or they were these, did you say they were, or they, they weren't were, oh, okay. or they were ultra runners, the <laughs> people, like, the people so that were much. attempting to be mentoring, or they were these you know, old ultra runners running, make you strong enough to run. I'm like, that's you're hunched and injured running makes you strong enough to run. Okay. Like they weren't, they weren't people whose advice I felt I uh, they meant well, take. but <laughs> they, yeah. they were very nice, but I'm not in an area with a huge trail run. I mean, we have a good trail running community. It's solid, but it's not huge. It's not the number of people who routinely run hundreds here. Wasn't real high at the time. And of those people, there weren't people who I could see. There were a couple of people that gave me some good advice. There's a guy down in Columbus, Jay Smithberger. Jay Smithberger gave me advice periodically that I found real, real. I don't know if you know who he is. He's he's a great guy, but he lives down close to Columbus. He gave me a lot of advice early on. I don't know if he realizes that he had that impact or not, but he he definitely impacted me early on a bit. Sean Pope gave me advice occasionally before he moved out of town. Mm. And that's, I mean, but so I had a couple of people doing that. The strength though, I didn't have a choice in because I had pre-existing injuries. So I came into it knowing that I was already doing a ton of strength to uh, keep things stable. My, my right shoulders also, like they told me I need surgery on this rotator cuff and that ACL and that meniscus tear. And I've had none of the surgeries, but so I already knew that I had to, I already had stopped rugby because of the sh- amount of shoulder damage. I just didn't want another separation and they, they happen. And so I was already on top of all that. So I think some of that stuff just kind of fell together for me or I was already doing it. Yeah. You just kind of had to look at it opposed to having a mentor. I mean, I guess you're not going to really have one with those specific things necessarily, but I didn't have a fear of jumping into things. Like I'm not real bright. Carmela, that's the other thing. Like these women are like, well, how will I know when I'm ready? Both of us, the people that like, I was like, I don't think I want to run a hundred. The day I decided I wanted to run one, I signed up for one. Like I, I I came home from Canada death race. Like, well, that didn't kill me. That was 80 miles. I'm going to run hundred. And I had a 50 yeah. mile on my schedule that had a hundred option. I came home and immediately emailed the RD and then I ran that hundred. Yeah. I don't think either of us are really the personality type that seek out mentors. I mean, like with us, it just worked out because we were spending a lot of time together and it was like, well, we got to pick one of our training plans and it yeah. obviously makes more sense to do hers. Yeah, but I wasn't like, like I, you know, I wanted to get in the running community and have friends, but I definitely wasn't looking for 
somebody to teach me how to do it, I think. And I think with you, I see that in your, your personality as well. Like you just kind of like to learn by doing, I think we're both learned by doing people. We, we learned, I mean, yeah. we learned, we learned yeah. during pandemic how to whitewater yeah, stand up paddleboard by doing it. Never like we took our paddle boards that aren't even whitewater stand up paddle boards and just like got on them and went on class three rapids. Like we, we swam. Just, we, a that's lot. like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we do, but so he was also asking, um, like, what does it mean to you then to turn around and be like a mentor to the you know women what? when you didn't have that? It had not occurred to me to go try to mentor people to that degree, except that when I say that and people who know me locally hear me say it, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? You do this constantly because I think the trail running is so much fun and I think the distances are so, so, so someone will be like, oh, I mean- It'd be kind of cool to run a hundred sometime. I'm like, oh, well, this is a good first hundred. I'm going to this one in fall. It's a great first hundred. What you need to do is get registered. And they're like, what now? No, 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 it's easy. Here, I'll explain the training to you. They're like, I don't have the time. I'm like, no, 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 show me what you're doing. They show me. I go, no, no, here's how you tweak it. And this is why this will make sense and work. It'd be totally fine. Mm. Yeah, no, this is where you put that training. Just message me if any of it done, and you could do it. Just, just look, get on, get on ultra sign up. Let, let me see your phone. They, they call like, her I the just... Jesus, the Jesus of fitness. I'll show you exercise. Here. Come on. I'm always trying to make people do exercises <laughs> and sign up for races. That's why when she, yeah. she used to get so aggravated. Oh, I still, because, I still because people were like, Oh, Carmel, it's... you're doing that race. Did Lee get you to do it? Well, because, uh... because I have such a reputation for getting people. My, my victory is still Carolyn Hinkle. That's my one victory. I got someone to sign up for hellbender the night before the race at the race. She dropped from pacing the second 50 miles to running the race. We, we, cause that RD is so amazing that he let Aaron, I don't know if you know Aaron Saff, but he's yep. amazing guy. He let us register her the night before she was prepared. She was trained up. She was running the 50 miler with a friend of mine. Well, she was running the, the back 50 with him just for company to get in a training run. Like he didn't really need the pacer. So he joined the effort once we, re- she, she hesitated. We're like, you could do it. She, she hesitated. We're like, Oh, you're doing it. She said, what? First of all, fine that okay i would let's say for argument i'm going to do it i can't you can't sign up the night before and you can't i was like you were at trail work with us yeah but i don't have proof of anything i was like i'll be back i went and talked to aaron i was like please i know you have an open spot and he was like yeah okay get her to come over here and, and sign our waivers and the register and we're, we're like okay which it, i and think she finished kind of a, she finished but yeah and, and that's an example of uh, so i mean I, I think why we have this group though is you see that a lot a lot of women are trained up to 100 they, these women who run a bunch of 50s like a lot of them could go out and do 100 and they just they just doubt themselves they doubt their ability to do it so i think that's a, an example I'm of so that like she finished <laughs> like she finished that race after after you did that uh, she did She's strong, but she's strong as heck. But yeah, that's definitely one an example of that that kind of thing. But yeah, so that's why I have that reputation for getting people to do things. Yeah. Carmel, however, wants to run more hundreds even than I do. She originally wanted to run three hundreds in February. She's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with what that will do to your work schedule because they'll screw her on her schedule if she requests that much time off in one month. She's like, it'll be perfect two hundred mile training. We'll just run them every weekend so, for three weekends in a row, and then it'll be perfect two hundred mile training for the two hundred we're going to do later this year. We're doing Cocodona in May. Also, so. her fault. <laughs> I didn't want to do Cocodona, but it's tequila, true. tequila, because it wasn't dry January, and you and Amy, and now I'm doing Cocodona. 
true, true story. It's going to be like a couple retreat. Like when people take church retreats for their marriages, except that we're not married and it's not church. But it's trail running. We're, gonna, we're actually, we're running that one together. We're going to so, see how long we can yeah, stay off if so we stick gonna together. Be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're doing a Swiss Peaks 360K in September. So Cocodona is kind of our practice run for that. So we're going to yeah, run together. It's a training act. Cocodona is a training activity for something harder. <laughs> But uh, yeah. for serious, the Swiss Peaks 360 is 360 kilometers point to point across the Swiss Alps with mm -hmm. 87,000 feet of gain. Wow. Yeah. 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 We're going yeah, to do, we're gonna have to do six legs like three times a day, every day. So we, we're going to try summer. out a few things during Cocodona. One of our theories, like we both get like sleepy and kind of fall asleep on our feet during races. We're going to have like. We're going to be attached to each other by like. Well, because we got stuck at Outlaw in night two because of the snow last year. We discovered that we fall asleep at different points of time. Like my natural clock of when I'm going to be the sleepiest is different. But than you know, have somebody who just kind of grabs you and pulls you along and keeps stumbling. So we're going to have like a rope or something and like just, just tug the, the, the sleeping person along. Tiny we're, flips, like we have keys. some things to try out. We have theories. So we'll report back. <laughs> or we'll be found. <laughs> we're going to be found. Oh, this, found. this could go horribly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm glad you're gonna do that at a Cocodona because then there's enough time after that for if it works for me and Wesley to practice it before uh run the rut in September. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. If it works out, we'll let you know. Is you it, guys isn't, isn't that a 50k? Yeah, but you know, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> so not so much for staying away just a little for keeping going i just you know it's like i just need the emotional support really like 10 a.m 11 a.m you guys that's one way to pace somebody you need six minute legs for that i want to do that's one of the few 50ks i'm probably going to fly to run i want to run that that rut race at some point i run yeah that's on that's on my list of you know the list. We have a yeah. giant. Yeah, we, yeah, we giant showed them. Board. We showed the list. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we did. That's twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. The, mm -hmm. the growing list of things. But wait, no, so I, I still want to hear this. So your feelings about mentoring the women in the group? You got sidetracked. I know she I'm... gets sidetracked. You got. I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you, Karma. We really appreciate that. <laughs> That's why, as you get old and you know, you start to develop memory problems, you need to have a younger girlfriend to keep you on track. <laughs> and, um. Well. You know what? So I didn't think of it as mentoring. I just really like the thing and keep sharing it with people. But then if I've been doing it longer, then like when somebody else has a lot of experience, I like to hear their approaches and what they do and I, what races they've done and things, but cause I learn from people I meet and, uh, I guess it just kind of happened that way. I mean, I have coached before in other sports, but, um, uh, for years, but, um, not in a long time. So <laughs> It just kind of happened. I guess I'm really glad that it makes a difference. It's kind of shocking. Oh, you know what it, it does seems do though? To energize now, you. It does. It gives me a lot of energy. Also, I no longer skip my strength training ever because then I can't. It holds her accountable I can't too. <laughs> yeah, lead by example. Um, but yeah, no, when I so I had this idea and I, I sat Scary. on it. What if for, I mess up? This what if I give them bad advice? Yeah, I have to actually like really pay attention i mean this whole idea for the project i sat on it for a while and then it was like a few days after no business i remember we were like out at run club and it was one of those nights you know we just finished a hundred miler so it was like those couple of beers hit me really quick i remember that we were both tipsy and i was like hey 
I have this idea. <laughs> like, like we had this like totally tipsy conversation about like the initial video project. I'm like, so would you coach, you know, like that whole thing. And she, she said she would. And then it was like, it happened so fast from there. It was only like a couple of days later that I'm like, I've got five women for you to coach now. Like, is, is that okay? Cause it turned into five, like you're good. Right. You know? And, and then it escalated. Now it's like, I got 600 people for you to coach. Is that cool? <laughs> you know, but, but no, really, I mean, we, we've, been doing check-ins but i have noticed like since the start like i've been worried because this did start from like my idea and it just blew up and blew up and blew up and it's like there wasn't a whole lot of hey are you okay if this i mean how would how would you ever know it was going to turn into this so there was never a like hey are you okay with this huge facebook group that you have to spend like hours and not you know like there was never that conversation um so i was a little worried at first but then seeing like how I mean, she's just been glowing with the project. You could tell that she's totally energized by it. She's totally excited by it. She's constantly trying to think about new things um, to show them, new Torture videos exercises. to yeah, new videos to put out there. Oh yeah, I had to be the oh, guinea they don't pig have for the, there's a, there's, the guinea pig for four minute legs, which isn't up yet. But uh, no, that people are gonna cry. But no, it's been, it's cry. been like she seems to be loving it since you know since you seemed to not. Not really answer that. Oh. I, th I thought I'd answer for you. She loves it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, no. I ha I have seen like a huge difference. Like you seem really excited by the project, which is good for me because otherwise I would feel really guilty if I like caused this mm -hmm. whole thing to blow up and like had her be the coach of it and like she wasn't completely enjoying it. That would not be that would not be good at all. Well, but I've been part of a bunch of discussions amongst more experienced hmm. runners about how do we get more women at ultra and at hundreds. Right. And everyone wants to do all these, let's do another survey. Surveys do not make people do things just like your fitness watch does not actually get you fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And the suggestions are, well, we'll get some babysitting at a race. Well, we'll, yeah. Like talking to women, although they will try to come up with something nice to tell a person for the survey and the people doing this, it's just, none of that is actually, I don't think going to be a significant increase. This I think is a way, mm -hmm. maybe their ways will help but I'm not going to babysit during a race either way. So um, I'm not going to help that way. So I actually do want there to be more women at ultras. I do think that probably running is not for everyone. There's people who actually prefer to bicycle ride and go hiking and things, but for people that do want to be runners, this is a way I can help them so they can enjoy it and do it. You're, so I'm, I'm doing the part I can do your area of expertise and doing the part spreading I can it. Do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I cannot agree more as, you know, an anthropologist, someone whose job is often creating surveys. It's like the, a survey doesn't mean anything if you don't do anything with it, you know, like, right. oh, we just want to get more answers about this thing. But what, you know, at a certain point, you've got to stop collecting data and you've got to start acting on data, right? Sure. If you want change. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I suppose if you were studying just the history of something, you wouldn't <clears throat> need to make change since it happened already. But yeah. If you actually want yeah, to if change, you want change, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it and do something with it. Exactly. So this has been a way to just kind of just jump in just and do, do something. it, just do it. And it, it like, for me, it's, it kind of parallels the idea of a hundred miler, like actualizing this project. It, it took the risk of failure. It took the risk of, okay, what if we drop this in this group and nobody joins our group? What if we like, you know, like all of that, or what if this is just a total, a total flop? Like, and it's the what same thing don't about understand my videos and can't do the exercises. Yeah. There, oh, there's all those things. And I still have those moments where it's like, oh, I don't know, is this video? Cause we do a lot of videos that we put out in the group over 
anything and everything. I mean, we have a lot of beginners, so it's like a, even like do a video going over shoes or gels or things like that. And it's like, we have still, some people that I don't know there's more than two brands of gels now they do. It's true. So it's like still sometimes I'll, I'll pause and have that self-doubt of like, whoa, what if everybody just thinks this is boring? But I don't think there's been a single time that I put up a video that not at least one person hasn't been like, oh, thank you for this. I was wondering about this. Uh, so yeah, it takes the, the risk of failing to, to do these things. There've been a, there've only been a few videos that are only in the project. There's an instructional yeah. how to pee when you can't squat down anymore because <laughs> your legs are you tired. You guys don't get to see <laughs> that long run in which there's actual <laughs> peeing in the woods. Yes. It's a side that's, view. You that's on the private base. Really special, she but- was, yeah, seriously, we're on a, like a long run <laughs> this past weekend, or no, the, the other week, yeah, two weekends Before ago with friends. And she's just like, she's like, hey, come over here with your phone. <laughs> I'm like, what? And she's like, all right, video. And she like leans up against this tree and just pulls her pants down. There was I'm talking. Like, oh, serious? I explained is- what I was and doing. She's like, yeah, we're posting it. And she did. And sure enough, like there were for, people that had had for all that. To. That seems ridiculous. Like for all that, that seems like a thing that probably somebody would just know. People don't. Not everybody does. Like some people have not. They've never spent, peed you know, in some, the woods. Yeah, some of these women have not. Mm-hmm. I say people but it's not an issue they need for guys. a reminder to check so for easy for you guys so easy for you guys but yes they're, they're these, encouraged to pee some, outside yes they're encouraged to pee outside <laughs> some of these women like have not peed in the woods and that just Ever. not no had worry. to you know and so this is like actually a genuine concern about like if i run a hundred miler i'm gonna have to pee or poop in the woods like you know so it's like these are the issues that we're we're going to address like as far as we're concerned there's no i was gonna say there's no stupid questions but um I always hated when people said there's no stupid question, but no, we're open to like all questions, all topics, all beginner things. Even if it's a like, stupid question, no. we'll still talk. Yeah. About yeah. It. Even if it's mm-hmm. a stupid question, we'll still dive into it happily and be like, Oh yeah, sure. Well, it, so yeah, there's that video of her, her demo video of her being in the woods. And then our friend got a picture of me taking the video and that is on her actual Facebook. So you might've, you might've seen that one. You might've seen the picture of me <laughs> taking the video of her peeing in the woods. But we have very different video approaches. Carmel will video edit with a separate app and splice things and watch it a couple times before she posted and then post it and watch it again. I will do a single take and post it without ever having watched it. All the exercise videos were done as single takes, no editing. I didn't watch them. I just did them. I was like, okay, that one's good. Put it up. Carmel is much more conscientious about these things. <laughs> but exercise, I've shown more people how to do more. Like I said, it's, I have coached other things. So I've definitely mm-hmm. taught groups how to do exercises and watched people not understand directions many, many times where you start to be kind of aware of what you need to reinforce and the angles to show a person to make them actually grasp what you're doing, what you're explaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea of actually telling them why you need to do this instead of going, here's the exercise and then doing a thing saying this, if you have pain right across here, this wraparound pain, yeah, you're weak up here. So you can feel that muscle when we do this exercise. Watch what I'm doing. That kind of thing. So I guess I'm with that stuff, I'm okay. I mean, I've definitely coached in sports enough that um, I'm more comfortable explaining things to groups of people and expecting them to do what I just told them to do. And then being nice, but correcting them when they don't quite do it. So that part, that part I, I didn't actually, I already had the practice at. Mm-hmm. I just, I just hope I don't mess anybody up. I mean, you never know. They do what you say, but you can't watch them doing it. What if they do too yeah. much? What if I'm wrong about how fast they can improve it? I keep having to point out, like with the bigger group, I say, look, this isn't specific. I can't watch all of you. 
If you're mm-hmm. getting a pain, you need to see someone locally. You might need gait analysis. If you're, you know, don't be running through joint pain. Right. Mm-hmm. And some things will ask me a question. I go, that that's past what I can tell you. You need to see this kind mm-hmm. of specialist or you need to go find out which kind of specialist or you right. need to, you know, cause there are things that I just don't know. And it definitely that's, that's the thing that I become more aware of too, is knowing when to say, I can't answer that one for you. That's, that's either more specifics or that's outside my scope of knowledge. I don't, I don't really know how to train you necessarily to knock, you know, 15 seconds off your mile time. I have some ideas, but not really. That's not <laughs> as if, if it's already pretty fast. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You need to go to a track coach for that one. You know what I mean? So there's definitely mm-hmm. spots where I just have to know what the limitations are and also just be honest with people about the limitations. Like I'm not, I'm not, I, they know I'm not a certified coach. I haven't gone and taken those USATF things where you pay a bunch of money and memorize the terms. I do not, I, you know, I've done enough of the reading to know what those folks are talking about, but I'm not a certified coach. But I think that's also, I don't have a PT degree. I think too, you get a lot of certified coaches, um, who don't, they're not familiar with the hundred miler distance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big thing. And actually, I mean, th- this is part of why we love having our own group too. We've been getting all these debates on, you know, the trail running pages and somebody will be arguing with you. And one of our favorite things to do, if we get, if we get in a debate, yeah, if we get in a debate on uh, one of the trail running groups <laughs> and we go to ultra sign up, there's nobody who has an ultra sign up page like yours. It's just, do you know who Mike well, Smith is? And, and because, <laughs> Mike uh, Smith. There's, I, I'm assuming there's a few, not this particular one though. <laughs> But it's like so often the person who's debating you, because yeah. one, one mm-hmm. person was debating me and they're like, well, well I'm, I'm a fan. running coach. And I looked them up and it's like, you've done 250Ks. Like, it's not the same. Like, the, you might be a running coach and I'm, I'm not minimizing that, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying that that doesn't necessarily, 100 miler is a whole other animal than a 50K. Mm-hmm. It, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a thing to think about, you know, is you know, as someone like with a graduate degree, there's plenty of folks who are with me in the same program or even PhD programs, you know, not just getting their masters. And it's like, you can get this piece of paper at the end, but that doesn't mean you know much of anything. Or right. know how to think about things. Cause also a exactly. hundred isn't just running. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to it than just running. And a lot of coaches will be like, well, and then, then you have to make sure you get enough nutrition and end of discussion. Well, how do you get a person to actually teach themselves to put nutrition in as a habit? Cause you know what happens? You forget because you don't mm-hmm. practice putting in nutrition. Because if you ate breakfast, you don't, for example, you need to start building this habit when your long run is three or four hours long. If you ate a solid breakfast, you can get through four hour runs on a gel or two, maybe three, depending on how efficient you are, or how hungry you are and how much you really had for breakfast. But like, you know, you, that's not race nutrition. That's not what you do to run that. That's not going to work. If you do that in the first four hours of your hundred, you're going to probably have problems. They may not show up. That little deficit is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So for example, since you aren't going to run really far, you're also not going to be used to managing really tired legs. Elite runners are because they go and they run like 90 to 120 mile weeks. That'll get you used to tired legs real quickly. Mm -hmm. If you're doing those back to back, you don't need to go practice. But for the rest of us, that's actually a lot of people will change form. Also, if you haven't been running, you know, for the last 15 years, high miles, or at least 10, you don't have established a gait. So when your legs get tired, your form will change. And then you'll get all of these sudden injuries and blisters that, so you've got to take a person who is doing this lower volume without all of this background and get them used to tired legs. You can't do it constantly or they get injured. So you can't do it with high volume because they'll just get injured. 
So instead you have to have them do some kind of hard hills or hard leg workout the day before their long run. Not every week, because if they don't get light weeks, they're going to get injured, but they got at least a couple times a month ongoing for months, go do long run on tired legs. And yes, they're going to walk half of it. And they'd be like, well, I'm like, I'm walking half. It doesn't count. Yes, it does. That's what you're going to be doing at your hundred miler. You're going to have tired legs and you're going to be walking half the time. And then you got to convince them they're getting, they're, they're getting a reminder for this weekend. Don't have breakfast, set up your run clothes, set up your coffee maker, skip breakfast. This is not for running fasted. Take all of your snacks, everything you think you might like and put it all in your pack that you're going to carry. Go to your long run and start walking. Get out of your car and start to walk. Eat your first snack. Just walk the first 15 or 20 minutes and snack, right? Your legs are tired, but you're snacking. You're going to feel better and better as you go. And then start jogging and start taking walk breaks to snack because you had no breakfast. Practicing 200 calories an hour or 300 calories an hour if you skipped breakfast and your legs hurt is actually pretty easy to do. And it becomes their default. They'll feel better and better and stronger during their run because they're actually getting the calories up to where they need to be for running. And they'll actually get this association between, oh, yeah, you, you walk and eat and then you'll feel better. Walk and eat, feel better. They're, they'll know it on a fundamental level. You can memorize me saying that. You can recite it. People write this stuff on their arm. You have to have it embedded so deeply in your brain that your brain just kind of, it's an autopilot. So with these folks who don't have all this experience, instead, we're trying to build a very, very reliable autopilot that yes, my legs are tired, but I'm not going to change form. I have, or they're, they're used to that form. They, they know how to manage it. And then that they will just eat and keep hiking on. Because if you make that your autopilot, you can get to the finish of a hundred. Most of these races require you to run. What is it like 18 minute miles right. to do a 30 hour finish? And that's a big thing we're trying. We have a lot of women who have been running 50 Ks. And um, I think that's the big thing trying to drive home how like how we, we want long run to basically simulate the back half of a hundred. So we do Hills on Saturday before uh long run on Often. Sunday so that your legs are kind of trashed out uh, for a long run. And some of them are still trying to go fast and be like, ah, I couldn't make it the whole, the whole three or four hour long well, run. How much walk breaks did you take? Well, none, but I couldn't run after this point. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll post their, uh, their Strava or whatever. And they're doing like 12 or 13 minute miles on trail. Uh, on trail. And I'm like, well, I don't do long run that fast. No wonder you can't get through the three hours. So we're tr really trying to drive it home that it's like, we're not trying to, you're not trying to gun a 50 K here. Like you got to pace, like, this is, this is a hundred, like, Kind of slow and steady. And like, maybe there's, there's really some... drive home that point that 18 minute miles are going to get you past most cutoffs for uh, most hundred milers, you know? But you still train a little faster than that. But yeah, it's so, yeah. Right, right. Well, to... yeah. No, I'm not saying to but train yeah. at 18, but try to drive home that like you're doing all right. <laughs> like, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, when they're, when they're posting their 15 minute miles and they're like, it's terrible. It's like, that's what I do. We do have a few <laughs> like, folks that's... that are, they're in their transition to trail from road and they're like, Oh, and then they're assigned their long run as time. And they're like, but you didn't tell us how far to run. I'm like, no, I didn't. Please go stay out for this amount of time. But it, but it, and then it snowed. And they're like, thank God it's just time because I don't know what I would do otherwise. Right. I can't get that far. There's, we got, we have a lot of snow oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, we have, mm -hmm. how, we have, I don't know about atypical you guys, amounts but... of snow right now. You honestly might have more than Missoula right now. Oh, the way yeah. Things have been in Ohio. It has not been a kind winter. Like, it's, at no, all. it's great. You get to get so strong when you run in the snow and uh, spring comes and you beat all the people that were on their treadmill all winter. It's so great. <laughs> It was interesting, interesting long run this, this last week. I am praying for not snow at Outlaw, though. Right. Yeah, we have a... That was rough last year. Man. Yeah. Did you all know about that? That uh, It was it was five degrees for part of the, the course on night two. 
the uh, in a hundred milers. Yeah, that freeze that hit like Texas and Oklahoma mm-hmm. um, last year. Like it's it, it, like year. it put Texas in like a state of emergency. Like yeah. that happened to be when Outlaw 100 was, and when we picked Outlaw they 100, didn't cancel, they we ran were, right. Yeah, through like it. we were looking at the temperatures for great. that time of year, and we're like, oh, oh like guy. 50 degrees. Um, we'll get a break from the Ohio mm-hmm. winter. And then we're looking at the forecast as the race gets closer. And it's like high of like 17, nine degrees. Like it was, it was interesting. Snow does make a, a technical section of trail a lot harder to navigate. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, um, I know y'all have already mentioned that, you know, you've got some folks in the group that are, they're only doing a 50 miler this year. The hundred miler is the next year goal, but you know, are you going to keep this um, going year after year? And especially now that this changed from its initial idea, what are kind of your, your ultimate goals for this project now? That is a great question. And that's come up in the group and we've run it past our members too, um, as well on how to kind of go about right now. Like, do we let people in? Like if we kept it open now, people are going to keep joining and joining and they're going to have hundreds, you know, farther down the line. So we don't necessarily want that in this particular group because we're trying to keep it focused and keep everyone generally in the in, in the same spot. Um, there's definitely been talk about trying to get some of this information down in a book. Like we'd really love to be able to mm-hmm. do that. Doing that. Um, so I know we're starting the the basic outlines on that, getting the training plan, and then just all this information that Lee has accumulated over the years into like a one-stop shop. But then it will also be... Um, kind of like a dynamic book too that will include the project and um, especially the women in our main video project we still have them going these five women actually most of them are going to run rim to river um in the fall we will will actually have so we're following their journey along there and then we're hoping that they're going to submit things so that book will kind of be like it will be able to continue giving past the point that we can because we obviously this is very time consuming and while it's energizing it's not something that we can can put up we can't stick with it for years so we've basically Mm -hmm. said that we're going to keep with it at the effort level we're currently putting into it until about 2023 when the women in our current group are getting to their races we want to see them through their races we don't want to leave anybody but behind um i think at that point we're going to leave the group open and turn around and make some of the women who are in it now admin in the future so that they could take over with their knowledge. Now they will be a year down the road, having used this plan, having run a hundred miler and they can hop on there and answer the questions. So I think it's going to be like kind of a pass the torch thing and then uh, hopefully continue cool. from there. So I think mm-hmm. we're going to kind of not completely close membership, but be pretty strict about who we, we accept in. We still want women who, I would like to run their first hundred at the end of 2022 or beginning of 2023 and really think that they could benefit from the guidance to go ahead and reach out. And we will um, let them in at that point if, if they meet that criteria, but then um, we'll open back up the group in about a year or so, so that just everyone could join back in and then we'll have the new admin and, you know, the torch is passed. And then, uh, I don't know the timeline that we're going to be aiming for, for, for this book. We've got a lot going on, but we're definitely going to try to get that out where that can just be there to reference when we can't hop on every day and answer those questions. It's all just mm-hmm. going to be right there with um, some cool stories added to it from the women who have gone through the training. 
and what they experienced along the way. Absolutely. That's, that's a really great answer. Um, before we close the show out now, I do want to just, you know, give the floor over to y'all. If there's anything that you haven't mentioned yet in the show that you would like to share about this or just anything in general, you know, it's kind of your moment now. Um, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think, I think just that this is an attainable goal. Like women can do it. They're tough enough. They're getting great results. They're not, I think we just see so much fear, even things like, Oh, am I too old? You know, has that time passed? No, no I think our, no, you're not. Yeah. Page, we have older members, everything. Um, just women can do this. And, um, again, if, if you feel like you can benefit from being part of this group, we encourage you to reach out. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you. We've gotten a little behind with accepting the member requests right now. Well, we weren't sure going forward, but if you message one of us directly, because you feel that you're going to benefit from this training, we will let you in the group um, if you care enough to reach out to us. We just want to make sure that we're letting the right people in at this point. And uh, on that note, I, I would like to add, because as our name gets out there, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of member requests. I just like to reiterate that there are other really great groups out there, like la- Ladies Trail ladies and Ultra Running, running and Ladies Running 100 Miles. And those are the groups for the mix of the season 100 mile runners and the newbies. You could support those women there. Our group is not for seasoned runners to come in and support. It's a, a training group. It's a specifically if you want to be part of that training. So I, I hate to be exclusive sounding, but if you ask something it, on like ladies running hundred miles or ladies tar, one of us will probably see it. I still, yeah, we still participate. We're, we're active participants in those groups. Mm-hmm. It's just that we, it, it's really important for us to protect the integrity and the focus of our group and not have it turn into those other groups. And it's going to change the dynamic of the group a whole lot if we were to let in season hundred miler runners. So that's well, not we'll actually, that's we'll not actually what this if is. other people come in and try to coach, they will get booted. Uh, that's unfair, but that's we don't one of the things coaches. a lot of people have said is that they'll ask a question on the other groups. And when you've run three or four hundreds or five hundreds, or when you already have your own ideas and you ask a question, already knowing you have an answer, but just looking for other perspectives, those groups are very good. But when you actually have no idea and you want to know what's a way to not get injured, and you ask on one of these groups, you get answers that are not necessarily if you don't know anything you wouldn't know are not good answers right mm-hmm. kind of I mean, what I, we were saying about those well, i run a 50 coaches who, who ran their 250ks um we, we don't allow those. that in the group so there's no coaches there's nothing literally the only women we, we want coming into the group right now where it currently stands again i'm not trying to sound exclusive but we're just we're just trying to keep it focused is women who feel that they could benefit from this training and this awesome community of support. We have just really amazing members. I, I do want to give a shout out to our members. Our group is what it is because of the women participating in it. And so if you feel like you could benefit from being a part of that, definitely um, message Lee or I, and we could get you into the group. It's not too late for a late 2022, early 2023 hundred for you. Um, give and it you a try. If, if dare to try, sure, dare to fail. If you're not sure, follow, dare to do all of it. The YouTube channel is called the same thing. So you can find mm-hmm. Women's 100 Mile Project YouTube and you can watch all the videos. You can look at all the yes. exercises. You can get all sorts of stuff. You can even see Carmel's Deplorable Vegan Race Kitchen. Oh, Carmel's Deplorable Wait, did you put Vegan up Race new Kitchen. Recipe? You got to put up your new no, recipe. No, I, I haven't had a chance to make that video yet. But yes, there's also That's on our, our Women's 100 Miler Project, there are two episodes of Carmel's Deplorable Vegan Race Kitchen. That's all there are so far. Carmel but that's my homemade, 
my homemade nutrition. So take a look at that if you have some nutritional needs that need to be met. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's what I've got. Um, and like she said, if, if you don't fit the criteria to come into the group, you could still check out the videos on YouTube if you're not sure, and watch get some videos, really good information yeah. on there. You, you know? watch the videos, see what the exercises all look like, what kind of content you need to be subjected to and decide if it's even something that you like or decide if that's enough that you actually would prefer to, like I've got, so I think there's a whole like 10 minute video of how to practice nutrition on long run and why did right. long run so on tired basics, legs? basics, everything. Why did Lee mm -hmm. ruin my long run? Because <laughs> it's on purpose. So there's like things like that. And in that yeah. content's going to continue to grow. That isn't even finished. That's going to keep posting mm -hmm. stuff pretty routinely. So that's very, very followable. Yeah. So I, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we want to thank y'all both so much for coming on. Obviously, we we love this idea of the project, and you know, I was I was blown away by the content that you've put out. Um, as y'all had mentioned, it really is kind of that holistic thing. I I do also. I mean, I think somebody could train themselves for a hundred just off the YouTube channel, not even, you know, including the group and all of the other stuff you've got going on. Um, and we'll make sure to link to all of that um, in the description and then also on our, our social media pages, as well as uh, the Venmo to the Women's 100 Miler Project. Um, if you really love this idea as much as we do, definitely support it. Um, and then tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have another uh, episode of Ridge Runners Live. This one going to be with uh, Katie Rosar, a woman who in three years at the Long Haul 100 went from running it in 28 hours to finishing in just over 20 hours and winning the race. So nice. we're super stoked to hear uh, from her tomorrow. It's, it's a really great week for women's training and advancing the 100 mile distance here on Ridge Runners. And we can't be more excited to, uh, to bring it to y'all. And, you know, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you've made it this far, also make sure to like and subscribe our YouTube channel. But other than that, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to see you on the next one. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Version Our Nation. Yeah.